Hey, hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are in week two of this new, very new, very new podcast. And this podcast is connected to the ministry of No Greater Love, and that's K-N-O-W, Greater Love. Obtaining knowledge of God's greater love. Um, And my name is Joan. And I welcome you back. Welcome you back to this podcast. And I'm thanking you for joining me today. Because you didn't have to be here. Um, You didn't have to come through, listen. But I think that if my story connects with yours, I think you're going to keep on listening. No, I I know you will. Um, If my story connects to yours, you know, there's a million podcasts out there and we have so many different topics and titles. And and even if you're talking in terms of Christian podcasts, there's a million of them. But like myself, you'll find a few that connect with you. You'll find others that don't and connect with the ones that connect with you. So, um, I just want to touch base this week on how much I dislike, (laughs) this is not the topic y'all, but how much I dislike doing this, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. (laughs) Um, why do I dislike doing it? (laughs) Um, it's because. It's hard. It's hard. Um, This particular podcast, this particular ministry, um, I've committed to God is going to be me, my testimony, my story, the things I've struggled with, my failures, my trials, things I've gone through and my victories. Those are the things we love to talk about. But when you got to go in deep and talk about um, hardship and, and stress, you, a lot of us, just most of us just want to tell the world about all the good things that happen and all the happy things that have taken place in our lives. And we want to talk about how we're winning and how we're doing this and how we're buying that and how we're, but it, it, it really, really is a challenge, a serious challenge. And I'm going to apologize in advance, y'all, for any uh, missteps I take along the way. Um, I'm human, I'm not perfect, so I'm trying my best. I, I you know, I, I've asked God, I've prayed for the Holy Spirit to speak and not just be, you know, me, um, but it's not an easy thing, y'all. It's not. It's not easy to talk. So why do I, why have I committed to doing this? Um, it's um, because there's a passion in me that won't die. A determination in me that won't let up. That there is someone, I don't care if it's one listener. I don't care if it's a two, five, eight. A thousand, three thousand, three million, whatever. I'm saying to you, there is someone out there that needs to hear my story, your story. 
not all just the good parts, but the bad and the ugly parts, because that person needs to know that if they keep pushing, if they keep fighting, if they keep calling on God, that they'll get there. They'll get to the next step. They'll get to the next level that God will deliver, that God is still working miracles like today, like right now. God is still working miracles. Um, the day and age that we live in right now makes it hard for us to believe that miracles are still happening. But I strongly believe that through my life's testimony and the hardships and the deliverances, the victories, the joys, and the failures, you'll be able to see how God is creating or it's just fulfilling in miracles up to today. Okay. So let's talk about the mission. Um, the mission is that through Christ, we are transforming lives toward greatness and empowering one another to be the best version of ourselves through one of the biggest and most powerful commands that comes from God. And that's love. Um, do you know greater love? Greater love comes from God. And that's what this podcast is about. If this doesn't connect with you, by all means, God bless you. And I know there are many other pad podcasts, I should say, that will feed your spirit. But for those of you who want to know more about God's greater love and a love that won't ever fail you, that won't ever betray you, stay tuned as I go through my experiences of God's love towards me. Okay. Um, when you choose to do something that's out of your realm of comfortability, you now understand your purpose. Let me say that again. When you choose to do something that is out of your realm of comfortability, you now understand your purpose. And what I mean by that, um, it's easy to love your family. It's easy to love your friends. It's easy to love uh, the people that make you happy, right? But the most difficult things, one of the most difficult things is to love people that hurt you. It's to love, uh, love a scenario. Like, I mean, coworkers love, love coworkers that get under your skin. I mean, not just all, but I mean, love is to love what is not expected for you to love, right? Is to love working out. <laughs> That's still a challenge for me, okay? I'm getting, no, I'm not getting there. I haven't gotten there yet. I, I'm being honest. I'm not there. I, I'm, I, I plan to, <laughs> in the name of Jesus, I plan to love working out. I'm not there yet. It's a process. But <laughs> loving 
what you're not comfortable with, you now understand your purpose. And so it took a while, a long time. I'll tell you guys how old I am one of these days. <laughs> um, my whole life, certain number, number of years um, to get to the place of understanding my purpose um, is that I had to come out of this comfort zone of going through and not sharing. I had to get out of that. I had to get out of that. Now, let's be clear. I was talking to one of my um, close friends last night, and we were talking about how um, speaking about things that you've gone through and your your weaknesses or, or, or things that failures that took place in your life puts you in a position of vulnerability and people, the wrong people, will use that against you, right? And you you, you just kind of, you're kind of, it's kind of hard in this day and age. Like, who do you confide in? Who do you tell? Who do you talk to? Well, I think for me, I've always been an open book. I've always been, I've always tried to, I'm, I'm not going to say by everything, but I've always tried to say whatever it is that I was dealing with, going through, struggling with. And the reason for that is somehow I always think that by doing that, um, I'll get something back in return. And that, and what that means is getting something back in return. Maybe somebody will say, Hey, that just happened to me yesterday. Or maybe, uh, someone will say, well, you need to do that better. Or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I mean, I like constructive criticism. I'm okay with constructive criticism because I want to be better. And I think that putting myself in a position of vulnerability to, to, to um, talk about what my struggles are allows for me to receive constructive criticism. Now, you have to be very mindful and careful. I'm aware you have to be careful of who pours into you because the wrong people will put you down and will take your vulnerability and use it to try to destroy you. But I'm confident that when you are close and have a great relationship with God, and what do I mean by that great relationship? I mean, it's real. When it's a great relationship, it's real. It's not the phony um Father God, I honor you, Lord. Not saying that that saying it this way is phony, but I'm just saying it's not like rehearsed. Let's say that when it's not a rehearsed thing and it's a real relationship, like I get on my knees and me and my father, we talk like my real dad, like when he was alive, like we talk like how I used to talk to my real dad. Um, You know, God, I'm just tired. God, I'm. I'm annoyed by the situation. I'm frustrated, but God, I do love you. And and, and I, there's a realness there. And so when you have that real relationship with God, I think that as you begin to mature, you can allow yourself a space to talk to people, even strangers about certain struggles that you have faced. And when you've talked to those people, 
You don't even know that the Holy Spirit connected you to that person to tell that person or those people what it was that you went through. And by you trusting God and having faith and, and, and making yourself vulnerable by you doing that, you may have saved this person's life. Really? Um, okay. So in the sense, um, when you are not so hard on yourself also, I think that we tend to be hard on ourselves. We tend to, to say, well, I'm not right. I'm not perfect. So I'm not, I can't talk about, you know, what God, when I get right, that's when I'll start. Cause anybody that doesn't, that doesn't have a, a, you know, a perfected walk with God, you're phony, you're two faced, you're this, you're that stop. Let's stop. Let's stop with all of that right now. This is about knowing greater love. And that means that we're getting, we get to a place. We're getting there. No one is perfect. We're all flawed. We've all fallen short. Please stop. It bothers me that people, when people talk about how much they hate uh, church going folks and, 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 and how the church, uh, church folks are so phony. And, uh, you know, it bothers me with things like that because I feel like people don't understand what church and what, what that dynamic is all about. We are really literally all sick people going into a house, trying to get healing. You're not Your neighbor next to you could be ready to end it all in a church house. The deacon sitting up there preaching is, could be dealing or deaconess, I should say, or whichever one could be dealing with abuse at home. You know, the pastor himself could be facing some serious, serious addictions. Now, we'd hope he wouldn't because he's fasting and praying and all this other stuff. But this is real life stuff happening. And I think the world puts so much pressure on Christians as a whole. Like we're supposed to be walking angels. We're not perfect. But with the presence of the Holy Spirit, when we've developed a, a, a determination to live right, to live and live right, meaning not uh, uh, flawless because we're flawed, but live right as a determination to do the right thing, to wake up and say, I'm going to do the right thing today. I'm going to walk right. I, I, I have a goal to walk right. I may stumble along the way, but I have a goal to walk right. Right. And if we get to that area we get to the point of understanding that we're not perfect but God is still using us then there comes the victory because now we allow ourselves some leeway to be able to talk to someone and and let them know about our weakness and our shortcoming and then through that conversation or those conversations, or through this podcast, or through a YouTube video, or through a book, or through something, someone's life will be transformed forever. And think about how many people that person, that one person that you spoke to, how many lives they can change. That person could be the next T.D. Jakes. That person could be the next, uh, you know, 
many other speakers or, you know, even um, some other great speakers. Um, so in my own imperfected, flawed life, I know that God has used me and um, I'm thankful, I'm thankful that during that time, I didn't close myself up. I didn't, I didn't shut myself out um, and say, you know what, God, I'm not there right now. I don't want to do this. I'm out. Let me get my life together and then I'll come back to you. I'm glad I didn't do that because had I done that, Connections that I made through God, through the Holy Spirit, to other people, God only knows where it would have went. Um, I think about a time back, a couple years back, um, it was a really bad time for me. I'm not going to say it was a bad time, but it was a really, I was dealing with a lot of hurt and pain from a past relationship. Um, you know, going to work every day as usual, but um, I got a phone call from my sister and my sister says to me, hey, we used to work together at a hospital. Um, and at that hospital, her department was so bomb. I used to go to her department. I used to um, talk to all of her coworkers. They, they were so great. Um, and they would have Christmas parties. Um, our department didn't have Christmas parties, <laughs> but her department did. And when they would have Christmas parties, um, they'd invite me. And I thought that was so, so dope. So um, I go to the Christmas party. We went to a Christmas party, had a great time, um, met all the, all the staff members. They were wonderful and um, came back um, about, I want to say about six, seven, eight months. No, six months later, um, Daphne calls me and tells me that one of the staff members had gotten sick. Um, Daphne's my sister, by the way. She calls me and tells me that one of the staff members got sick and I knew her, I knew who she was because I remember her from the party and I remember seeing her and she's so nice. I just like when I say I just love this girl because I, I mean, when I met her, she just had such a bubbly personality. We connected right away. Um, she told me that she was sick and that she went to see her and that she was talking to her. And in her talking, um, this young lady um, spoke about what her, what she was dealing with. And she, uh, basically she was normal, uh, regular one day, went to get checked and then ended up in the hospital and they admitted her and, and she didn't quite get an understanding of what was going on fully, but she just knows that it was serious enough to be admitted. Um, Daphne talked to her, I guess they, they talked and in conversation, <clears throat> Daphne suggested that her and I would come and pray for this young lady. Um, and we said, and, and, and she agreed. She said, yeah, tell your sister, come on, um, you know, come and pray for me and whatnot. Daphne came back. I'm going to make this short. She came back, contacted me, told me that the young lady, um, was in the hospital, needed prayer. Um, at that time I was so caught up in my own feelings and hurt and feelings of betrayal that I had been going through that I didn't think that I was going to be in the right mindset to pray for someone else. Like I, I just, I was so caught up in my own. I thought like, 
no, I'm not, I'm not there. All right, Daphne, I, you know, we can, you can go pray. I, I guess I will. You know, I'm just not, I don't think I'm in the right mindset right now. So, okay. Moving forward, I go on. Two days later, uh, Daphne calls me and says, Barbara, she calls me Barbara. Barbara, oh my God, she slipped into a coma. <gasps> my heart drops. Because to me, I feel as though this woman, her request was for Daphne and I to come pray for her. And here I am, so caught up in my own feelings and failures and shortcomings that something as simple as prayer, I couldn't do that. How shady was I for that? Guilt came over me. I said, Daphne, we got to go now. Let's go. We get to the hospital. Um, when we get there, we, you know, she's in ICU. She's got a vent. Um, I don't know. She's got all, all this stuff attached. To her. Looking at her, I thought I was looking at someone who had died. I mean, I, to me, I don't know if you've ever been in a hospital and you've seen someone who's lost their life. Literally, she was on a ventilator and it, there was no breath from her it was coming from the machine i mean not coming from the machine but you know what i mean it was connected to her and without that machine she would not be alive you you can you can see her and see um that there was no life there her tongue was actually hanging out of her mouth um i'm fast forwarding through some parts and where family members allowed us permission to go in this is pre-covid by the way um and uh we, I, I didn't know any of the family members, but I knew that this beautiful woman asked for prayer and me in my own selfish way, I, whatever it was that I had been dealing with had nothing to do with this. And it was not fair that this woman asked for prayer and that I would be so selfish as to say, I'm not right yet, or I got issues, or I have a struggle, or I've been betrayed. I came into this room, and, and, I, and I'm going to be honest with y'all. I, I just felt like, you know what? This woman is gone. God, why am I here? It's too late. God, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, it was a heartbreak for me when I came into the room. I thought I was praying for peace for the family when I, when I saw this woman. Came in. Daphne and I began to pray. Of course, prior to coming into the room, Daphne and I prayed together. Um, but when we came in, we started to pray. And um, I, in my head, I remember saying, okay, God, what am I praying for? What am I praying for? What am I praying for? And um, I said, you know what I'm going to pray for? I'm going to pray for peace for the family because how could I, you know, I can't pray for anything else. This woman is, I mean, she's gone. Looking at her, she's gone. It's just a matter of time. And I hear the Holy Spirit say, who said she was gone? Did I say she was gone? Or did you say she was gone? Pray for her healing. Guys, th this, is, this is not Joan coming to you like on this holy roller pedestal, going to theology school, 10 major degrees and no, this is just a regular Joan who has been through some things and somebody just asked her to pray. This is not, this is not me. 
Okay. We go in and we pray. And the prayer, I knew, I just went deep. I, I didn't know I, I, if I could tell you exactly what I was saying. I don't know. I just went deep. And we prayed and we prayed. And I knew that those words that came out of my mouth were words that came directly from God, not from Barbara, not from Joan, came from God as a prayer for her to come back. And through her life, her life would be a walking testimony for anyone who was laying in a hospital bed uh, right now, for anyone who was laying who was laying, feeling like that there was nothing left, that they were not going to make it, that they were going to die or that there was, uh, there's not, her life was going to be a testimony for many people. God, she, we need her back and that her life will be a, a walking testimony. And we prayed it, we said it and we walked out. She was still the same, she looked the same, everything I grabbed her hand, limp, and I gave it all to God. I didn't question it. Uh, what God asked me to do, I did it. And I felt like, okay, well, I did what I was supposed to do. I, I, I still carried the guilt because I felt like I could have reached out early and not been all in my feelings. But I walked away. I tell you guys, two days later... I got a call from Daphne that she woke up, jumped up, and pulled the tube out of her throat. Um, she jumped up and pulled the tube out of her throat. I think days later, she was up out of ICU and moving around. And later on... Long story short, guys, we had another Christmas party a few months later. Guess who was there? She was there up. Now, she wasn't dancing and, <laughs> and carrying on and jumping on. But, I mean, when I say up, walking around, I was able to come to her and give her a hug. Now, she may not quite understand what she did for me. In her mind, maybe, oh, this is Joan and Daphne and this is Daphne's sister and, um, you know, they're great. But I hugged her so tight because for me, she taught me that even in my flawed self, God will still use me. Even if I allow him, key word, if I allow God to use me. He will still use me. Here I am all caught up in my feelings and my emotions. Hurt, but feeling betrayed. So I wanted to not be a part of anything that was like, oh, I need to pray for this. And if I had not done that, God only knows where she would have been. God only knows. Not saying that I did anything. I had nothing to do with that. But even there, God wanted to show me, stop, stop. Joan, stop getting caught up with thinking that you have to walk a tightrope to be used by God. 
Friends, I'm telling y'all to be used by God. Build your relationship with him. Build an understanding, a close relationship. Attend an in-house service. Protected, of course, with a mask and, and all, whatever. Um, whatever works for you. Um, but just, just build a relationship in scripture, in, in, in your conversation, as you would a relationship. Not that say a prayer before I wake up, say a prayer before I go to bed and that's it. But I mean, a whole relationship allows God to use you. And through that, there'll be new things that you'll learn and understand how, an understanding, I should say, of how much God loves you. Loves you even when you're flawed. Even when you're flawed. He loves you even in your flaw. And no, it's not, it's not saying that you do whatever you want and God is still going to, we're not saying that. We're saying that we're not perfect, but we serve a perfect God and that he will use those who surrender their will to him. Okay. He will use those that surrender their will to him and he will make us righteous even when we are, because we're made righteous through his son, Jesus. And it says that the lips of the righteous feed many, but beware because the fools die for the want of wisdom. The regular folks that are searching for this deep found wisdom through books, through literature, and not saying that you need, you need, you need, you need to learn. You need to grow. You need to gain wisdom. You need to read. You need to go to college. You need to, these are things that God gives us through wisdom and, and you know, it helps expound on us being better people. But if you're seeking just those things and not seeking righteousness through God, through Christ, come on, you're wasting your time. And that's from Proverbs, Proverbs 10 and 21. That's a wisdom book. Proverbs is a wisdom book. Get with it. Um, there's more, there's more, there's more life-changing stories. I gave you the short version of that story, but long story short, that woman taught me gave me a new understanding of God's love for me, for me. That woman reminded me, her situation reminded me that I was a hot mess. I was in my feelings. I was broken. I was feeling betrayed. I was, I was just dealing with a lot at that time. And even in that moment, God loved me enough and knew my heart. He knew me and all he wanted me to do is be obedient. And through my obedience of taking that first step, because I didn't know what I was walking into, of taking that first step to go pray for this woman. I didn't take the first step, but I took the second step. The first step, I kind of was like, eh. But by eventually being obedient, not only did the prayers of the righteous made righteous through Christ who died for them avail. 
But that person who was healed and came back and was doing great helped me understand how much God loves me. So I went over today, guys. Um, I thank you for joining me today. And um, I love you guys. Um, to those who made it through the end of this podcast, <laughs> I pray that this podcast blesses you like never before. I, um, the podcast that I'm doing is not for me, is not to gain popularity, is not to gain head counts of how many people view. I don't even look at my views once I finish talking. I simply do and follow the obedience of Christ. I couldn't care less about how many people are following or viewing. I know that there's one person, two person, five, 10, maybe 50, whatever. I know that someone needs to hear the stories, the deliverances, the breakthrough, and I need to reach you. And this is a platform for me to reach you. I love you, friends. Have a wonderful and prosperous day, a week. And don't forget, check me out on No Greater Love One, K-N-O-W, Greater Love One, on Instagram. I'm going to do better. I'm going to try to post some more stuff, um, some encouraging quotes throughout the week. Right now, I've been just only doing it like maybe once a week, but I'm going to do better. So I love you guys. Have a blessed week. Talk to you soon.